And we're back with an episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski here on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Trevor, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. We got three weeks left to go in March. We're getting towards the end. We're getting towards nice weather. This week is we're getting nice weather. March Madness is right around the corner. Opening day is right around the corner. Are you, are you bored of spring training yet? I'm starting to be a little bit, man. But, you know, hey. I guess three, I mean, March can still be, you know, it's a roller coaster month with weather and all this. We yes. Still get some snow. We're not out of the woods yet. No, we're not We're not out of the woods yet. And actually, I think we're getting some sort of snowstorm at the end of the month. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, I, 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 I said that like the long range forecast you were looking at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ne- ne- that, usually never like accurate, but it's possible. Yeah, but, you know, like the temperatures, you know, 30s and up to 60s, and mm-hmm. the temperatures right. really, you know, right. bounce all around. Exactly. So we're getting and, and, day, yeah. and daylight savings time next week too as well. Thank God, thank God. We need to, we gotta get rid of that too. That's terrible. It's such a yeah. stupid time. Of, but right around the corner with baseball, March Madness, and who would have thought that? No, but the Brooklyn we open with the Brooklyn Nets sometimes. But the Nets got Blake Griffin, and I'm I'm not gonna be like the average Net fan that I've heard the media come on in front of a microphone and talk about how great Blake Griffin signing is and and how much he's gonna help the team. Trevor, this is not the Blake Griffin that everyone's hyping him up to be. The stat that, that, like, I'm looking for the word, uh, the stat that catches my eye is that he hasn't dunked since 2018. We're coming up on three years from Blake Griffin making his most athletic play. So, I love Blake Griffin. He was a great player. At this point in his career, he's another body. He's going to up the defense by accident. You could, you, anytime you add someone, they're going to up this defense by accident. I don't hate the signing. I, I absolutely love it. But I don't like that Net fans are hyping this guy up to be the all-star Blake Griffin that we were used to. Okay, so this year is averaging 12.3 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 3.9 assists. Which, you know, is okay numbers. Not terrible. Not, nothing outstanding. Do you, how much of an impact, Joe, do you think he makes on his team? I love him because he's an extra body. Also, he's he's experienced. He's a veteran. Absolutely love that. But he's a bench player. He's not going to get a ton of minutes. Some have called him washed up. I'm not ready to go there yet. But we have to acknowledge he's not the Blake Griffin he once was. You know, he'll, he'll get eight, 10 points a game. Yeah. That's fine. That's all I asked of him. Uh, I don't listen. I you know this Brooklyn Nets team. He doesn't need to come here and light up the world. No. Uh... But my thing is, is that you better hope that he, that's all it becomes as a bench player. You know, if he could becomes a starter, then there's a problem. Well, well, why would that happen with an injury or something? An injury. I'm talking about injury. You yeah. Know, if he, you know, if that's a bad thing. Then. If that but happens. even if there was an injury, I'm not confident enough that he would be able to fill a starter's role. I don't think he's able to do that anymore. I I don't think so. And all the title contender teams are going after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the, the Clippers who were going after him. You had the Warriors who were going after him. You know, Hornets aren't really a title contender, but no. they were in the mix. The Lakers were going after him. So, I think, you know, it was just more of a, you know, just to bolster the defense a little bit, you think? Or just more of a depth piece? I mean, it's more of a depth piece. I, I said defense because by accident, you could add anybody. You could add me and you. By accident, the defense is going to be better with another body. It's just, it's just how this defense works. Now... Again, I am not taking away from anything Blake Griffin's done. Like you said, he's a six-time All-Star. Absolutely love that aspect of him. But he is nothing more than a bench player, and that's all I ask of him. Nothing else. I You're not on Twitter, and I know Twitter isn't the, the end-all, be-all, but everyone on there is hyping up Blake Griffin. like he's the. They said he was the fourth star 
I completely disagree with that. He's not a four star. I, I, I disagree with that. And Joe, just as uh, you were talking, I think it's some news about another buyout potentially. What's that? I have Is that if Andrew Drummond gets a, a buyout, the Lakers are very interested in him. That's another one I want to talk about. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to trash Blake Griffin, but if Blake Griffin was going to prevent the Nets from signing Andrew Drummond, because I know me and you can agree. I know you're a Laker fan, but you can also agree. Andre Drummond is a better fit for this team than Blake Griffin. Uh, and, and, and you would go nuts if the Lakers somehow got Andre Drummond. If, if Andre Drummond becomes a free agent, which I think he will be, I think he will be bought out relatively soon. If I he does, think, a, I want the Brooklyn Nets all over him. And I would think right now, based on a report I'm hearing, I, I would think the Lakers are probably at least one or two yeah. in the running form. With the, with, with the AD injury and the uncertainty there, you guys should definitely be on him. But with the Nets, the Nets need a big man presence in the paint. If they can't yeah. get him, then... I don't know what to say. But if you get Andre Drummond, I don't think it, there's there's a question about it. They are finals contenders. Not, oh, not yeah. contenders, finals favorites. Andre Drummond is the missing piece they need. My question is, is this going to prevent them from getting Drummond? Is that's that's my question, too. And if it is, then shame on the Nets for signing him. But if yeah, you can somehow you know, maneuver some money and get Andre Drummond, so be it. I love it. Joe, I, I say this for the sake of your, your parents. If the Andre Drummond <laughs> becomes a Laker or a Clipper, I think you're going to go all nuts if that I will. ever happens. Well, what do you think about Drummond? You, you must love him, right? You want him? I I, I would certainly take him, mm-hmm. you know. I And I don't think, I think there's some people who are saying, well, you know, if the, I've seen it you know, a little bit talking to some people on TV. If the Lakers sign Drummond, that shows you how bad the AD injury is. I don't think that's at all. I think it shows that you're looking for a death piece. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with AD being injured, in my opinion. That's true. That's true. But you know how I feel about the AD injury, right? I know how I feel about yes. the man injury. So yes. Pretty exactly. exactly. We're pretty even on that. But... but yeah, no, I know. I agree with that. That it, it, it's not that there's anything wrong with AD. I think any logical team looking for depth pieces, or or in the Brooklyn Nets case, looking for defense, would be all over Andre Drummond. I think that's a perfect and, excuse. And Joe, right now, do you really think this shapes the NBA? Uh, it, it, I don't think this puts that it's over the top as the you know getting Blake Griffin favorite. No. Yeah. I don't no. Think so. If they get and, Drummond, different story. Mm-hmm. And I just goes to show you, I just took a look at the odds. Um, the Nets and, and Lakers are the two favorites. The Lakers are a slight favorite, mm-hmm. 280 to 300. Yeah. Before that's Blake really Griffin close. signed. That's real Before close. Blake, yeah. Before, and it's gotten closer. I said that's been playing better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, but I, that was it before they signed Blake Griffin. Do you want me to look down? Now, now when they signed, I have it right here. When they signed Blake Griffin, the odds makers did not go nuts. The odds have exactly stayed the same. Yes, they moved up or down. Yeah. Which I think should be the right thing. Yes. I don't think he moves a needle that much. But still, still love him. Still, I think he's a great. I think he's a great signing. But yeah. does he does he move you the know. needle? He does. No, and, and actually, Joe, the one thing I will say is the team that has drifted a little bit. The Bucks are up to seven fifty now. They have drifted out a little bit. Wow, and that's when they're hot too. And the Sixers too have drifted out. They're up to twelve. And, and of course, Joe, the, the big team has drifted right. out. Spend the uh, the Celtics. They're up right. to thirty to one. Right. And obviously, it looks like to me they have six contenders because the Sixers go from twelve. One and the Celtics go to 30 to one, so obviously the FanDuel thinks it's down to six teams. Yes, and well, that goes to show you not the disrespect shown to Phoenix right now, dude. 32 to one, eh. I don't, I think the little, I think the little too young to win it this year, in my opinion. Hey, if you find a team that's electric and they get hot going into the playoffs, I, you, you doubt them? Now, I, I, no, my question is if you get, if you look at Phoenix with the young players, mm-hmm. if they don't have home court advantage, which right now they won in some cases, mm-hmm. could they beat the Clippers on the road? Uh, 
Could they beat them? Yeah, but that's, no, the, I, but that's the thing. We don't know. That's what I like about this. That's what everyone loves about these young teams is that we don't know a thing about them. Maybe they are no, good on the road. Now, obviously, we, we don't know what the fan situation at Staples Center will be mm-hmm. in in the summer. Mm-hmm. It could be better. Could be like, could, hopefully it's not worse, but yeah, know, no fans could be the yeah. same. Uh-huh. But you know, could they beat the Clippers on the road? Could they beat the Lakers on the road? Could they even beat the Jazz on the road? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I think I think as a young team, when you play every team on the road with our home court advantage, it eventually gets to you after a while. Right. Like we saw with Denver mm-hmm. uh, in the bubble last year, they come back from two, three, one. Serious time, and then when they played the Lakers, they respect. They had, right, they had nothing left. Mm-hmm. True. So, so I, that, go ahead. We have to see what happens with that. And I wanted to get your thoughts on the All Star game last night. Did you watch this thing? I watched a little bit. You know, I thought it was. Hey, I would say the the, the, the one thing I would say take out. You know, Damian Lillard and Steph Curry, the, the shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. just pure talent. And Giannis going sixteen for sixty. I don't care if you have nobody guarding. That's still something incredible. That yeah, I wasn't like shot. I wasn't that invested in the All Star game. I didn't really care for it. I mean, no, I was I, I was I wasn't into it this year. Yeah, I I was into the the three point contest and the dunk contest. Eh, I don't, I never I never interested in those. I, those yeah. more. You know, I I, I was watching the the skills competition also because Julius Randle was in it and Obi Toppin was pretty close to winning the the dunk competition. Yeah. So I I was tuned into those guys. And, and Joe, when we were looking at nobody got injured. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we almost had a scare there with Joel Embiid. Yeah, the barber tested positive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and Ben Simmons, right? Yes, and Ben Simmons had it. That so would have been a disaster if, if if this unnecessary exhibition game in the middle of a pandemic escalated and, and, and caused an outbreak. The NBA well, would be disaster. Well, I heard though that everybody at the game so far has tested negative. Yes, they have. Which is a good thing. So, but, yeah. But um, so how long is Embiid and uh, Simmons out for? They got to go, what ten days now. So they will be they will be missing at least one game. And that's pretty good news for the Nets. Well, Joe, wait, wait, wait to pounce on somebody being right? sick. I mean, it's true though. Hey, I understand that, Joe. But wow, what? A, not even to show a little care for the guy. What, hey, what, yeah, I, 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 I didn't I, want this game to happen to begin with. It was unnecessary. I, I, I know, I know, but you know. Like, like, if every chance Joe has a uh, advantage, you know, I, I, I don't mind. You should. Take I'm not wishing for the guy to get sick. I'm just saying the Nets without, with the Sixers without their two stars, the Nets should pounce on it. Oh, they should. With some game, that's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, hey, hey good. Uh, uh, by the way, Joe, just kidding around. You never won. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And, and um, and we have any word on Kevin Durant? What no about word his yet. injury? Yeah, you might be right, dude. This injury might be worse than what it seemed like. Joe, you getting a little nervous now? I am. I am, because they're not winning the championship without Kevin Durant. Like I said, we were told just a couple days, and now it's turned into almost a month now. Yeah. You're right. Anything else on basketball, Trevor? No, it's just that, you know, All-Star break, we uh, – not a lot of nationally televised games. No, no. side at ABC. I think because March Madness is starting soon. That's yes. why I think they're – And your Lakers getting a well-deserved break, right? They're off until Friday. Yeah, so, you know, we, uh, Use that and, and then nice. they have a, and then they have another two day break after that. So they yeah. only playing like one game. There you go. So enjoy that break. All right, let's get over to the baseball side because we've got some spring training stuff we got to get into. And no game today for the Yankees. The Mets are playing right now, uh, not on TV or radio, so I couldn't really hear it. Uh, I can't actually. There's no one. A, there's, there's no one o'clock games on yeah. TV. Yeah. Well, it's only only two one o'clock games on the slate. So. Yeah. Three o'clock Dodgers and who was playing by the White Sox. It's a good game, so I'll be I'll have that tuned on my TV. But 
the Yankees yesterday, a couple things I wanted to get into. we got to get to the bench battle with Gardner, Bruce, and Dietrich and, and all of them. We'll get to that in a second. But on the pitching side, Jordan Montgomery, dude. He's had two starts now, about five innings overall. One earned run, a ton of strikeouts. I could not be more impressed with Jordan Montgomery uh, yesterday than I've ever been because he's locked in as the four starter. That goes without saying. But if he pitches like that, and last year I gave him a pass because he was called Tom and John surgery in a, in a short season. It wasn't great. But if this is the Jordan Montgomery we get, this is the difference maker they needed. This is what they thought Jordan Montgomery could be. Joe, Joe I think he's all but secured his fourth spot. In yes. Barring, barring a, you know, mm-hmm. a miraculous meltdown. Right. Which I don't see happening. Me he's, I think he's got the fourth spot. So, and then it comes down to who gets that last spot in the uh, rotation. And, you know, we only saw two regulars yesterday. Mm-hmm. We saw Montgomery and we saw Low IC. Who looked great. Pitch well. Yeah. But, Joe, my issue is, I don't know if it's an issue. I don't know if you understand it. Where is all these other guys that we haven't seen yet? The bullpen guys. Yeah. Well, we know where Zach Brayton is. He He's recovering from COVID. So they're working slow with him. I don't think I've seen Chapman yet. No. I th- I think I've seen Green. Green's in, no, Green's in live batting practice. So I he's think. not even out there yet. They're no. working slowly with these bullpen guys. Maybe they don't want any injuries. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Joe. I think it's dangerous when you start... Two weeks in, you haven't seen any of your guys you yet. Think, you think something's up? I, I'm not saying something's up. I would, say, I would say by the end of the week, like by Friday, if we're doing, we're doing a show Thursday this week, but let's say by next Monday or even by the end of the week, if we don't see those starters or excuse me, bullpen arms, the regulars, into the games, then I will join the conspiracy bandwagon with you. I, I, we haven't seen our day either. No, we haven't seen our day yet. I, I saw him talk yesterday, though. He did an interview during the game. You know, I, I I think Green is fine because he's so bad in practice, mm-hmm. so I think he's fine. Where's Chapman? I think, uh, I think well, Britain coming off of COVID, I, I guess that's you can use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, Chapman, uh, I, I, I guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Uh, at least he saw O'Day in an interview, so at least that's... He's, he's alive. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I don't know, Joe, I, just, you know... Yeah, I, I never remember going this long without seeing my rotation. I'm a bullpen guy. Usually, yeah, but at least all the all the on the offensive side, all the guys are in. This I'm almost seeing a lot of Andahar. They're trying to force him upon us, and Sanchez looks great too. Well, Andahar is not really doing well. No, I actually did get did get hit yesterday though. So. He had a couple good plays at third base too, but he's not cutting the team. He's going down to Scranton. I think they're starting. They're going to start burying him. He's not even going to be seen pretty soon. Well, We're just saying, it's such a great 2018, but things didn't yeah. pan out. Judge is having a slow speech right now. He, t- he t- had a couple of balls that just missed from going out. Yes, yeah, so and you know who's been great? Probably John Carlos Carl Stanton. Yeah, two for three. How about Guardi with that grand slam? Guardi with the grand slam, and that that brings us to our to my issue, is with the bench now. And we talked about it briefly the other day, on Thursday, about the Yankee bench. But it happened again over the weekend. Jay Bruce goes deep again. And Derek Dietrich continues to get big hits to spring training. And the more and more I think about it, Derek Dietrich has to make this roster. And the only pushback is that Tyler Wade is the pinch runner and the backup shortstop. I'll give you two things. Number one, Gio Rochelle can play shortstop. So if anything, he just slides over to short on a day where Torres needs rest, and you fill third base with either Andahar or 
what's his face, or or LeMayhew, someone along those lines. Number two, if Tyler Wade's only roster, if the only reason he's on the roster is to be a pinch runner in extra innings the 10 times it happens each year, that is not worthy of a roster spot. I would much rather have Derek Dietrich who plays six positions infield and outfield after he's able to hit a baseball for power from the left side at Yankee Stadium. I would much rather him over Tyler Wade, who is a career like 180 hitter and is only on the roster to be a pinch runner. What is What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think you should see how the spring goes. Certainly, you know, Dietrich's definitely taking a big case on why he should be on this roster. Uh-huh. And, uh, Joe, I have... Okay, here is what... This is from MLB.com. This is an update of March 7th, so yesterday. Uh-huh. Here is what they put at the opening day roster is going to be. And tell me, you can agree or disagree, okay? Okay. Okay, catchers, Sanchez, and Higashioka. I think everybody agrees. Yes. Okay, they have, let's see. Voight, first base. LeMahieu, second. Urshula, third. Torres at short. The outfield, Frazier, Hicks, Judge, Gardner, Talkman. Stanton, DH. Wade at uh, utility. Uh, the pitchers starting Cole, Kluber, Talion, Montgomery, and Herman. Wow. I disagree with that. Me too. And then the bullpen Chapman, Britton, Green, O'Day, Justin Wilson, Sessa, Boy Sega, and Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson. So they don't have Debbie Garcia breaking the roster? Neither do they. No. They that, that is a disgrace. Uh, come on. You know, come on. You got to put Debbie on the roster. Let me see. Maybe I read it wrong, Joe. Maybe, maybe I. Uh, Are you on a computer? I'm on a computer. Yeah, click, I, I, I don't see. Click Hold Control on, F and then type in Debbie Garcia. Oh, right here it says. Meanwhile, the 21-year-old Debbie Garcia is pushing for the final slot after getting his feet out of uh. Uh. Well, the problem is, Amon only has one minor league option remaining. That's that's what you're saying. Oh come on. Oh, that's an excuse. It's Put him on the time. roster. I think he's good. Hey. I think it's a shock if he doesn't make it. Me too. And it's a shock if he doesn't make it over, what is it, Nick Nelson? <laughs> Come on. And Sessa has a spot on there too. God, get rid of me. I don't want Sessa. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, he shouldn't be on it, but the guy is right. What? With, with the options? That Sessa's going to make it. Yes, he is, unfortunately. Bar- barring a, you know, a miraculous wake-up. <laughs> I got <laughs> to ask you a question. What do the Yankees yeah. see in Luis Sessa? That we don't. I don't see anything in him. I don't see him. I don't see him at all, ever. Well, what does he? What does so, he have? I, I I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. So, <laughs> Joe, to get back to our, our thing, so that we have it's between Talkman and Bruce, right? Mm-hmm. It's between Wade and Dietrich for the bench. Who do you give the advantage to right now in those two spots? The two guys on the forty-man roster get the advantage. But Talkman's been putting on not a bad show either. No, he's good. Talkman's on the roster. He's on the 40-man roster. I would yeah, give... I took, I took, based on his play, he's been putting on, you know, he's been making a case for himself yes. too. Yes, yes. I would give Dietrich the advantage over Bruce because I think Tyler Wade's an easier guy to replace than Mike Talkman. No, I'm talking about straight up. Uh, so it's Bruce versus Talkman. What do you think? Talkman. But it's a very slight advantage. Yes, it is. And the only reason why is because Talkman is on the 
forty man roster. How about Wayne Dietrich? This this is what I think to happen or what I want to happen. What do you think is going? Like, right I now, think that the I think they keep Wade. Well, who has the advantage? You think right now? Wade. And it's it's both very close. Yes, but I would rather Derek Dietrich. But I don't think they're gonna keep. I don't think they're gonna have Taupin and Brewster because then there's no backup infielder. Yeah, you can't keep both. One of them has to stay. That's why Wade is either going to stay or Dietrich's going to be on the roster. It's those two. Or. Do you think will, yeah. Do you think Dietrich will accept the minor league assignment? I hope he does. I don't, I don't know if he will. If he has a good spring training, if, he, if he's good in camp, then he's not taking one. He can get signed to a team. But by, but by miracle, if the guy says, you know what, I'll, I'll play in Scranton in case there's an injury, I would absolutely adore him and, and love him. And I really, I really do hope he does that. Because if you can have Derek Dietrich and and Jay Bruce in the minor leagues to call up when there's an injury, you're you're set. Yeah, I mean, man, Jared, I mean, I think this is going to be right down to the wire. I yeah, think who's going to get it? Yeah, and we haven't had any roster cuts yet, right? Come on, yeah, they're falling asleep on the job. They are. We're about a week in now. Usually, we get some sort of roster cuts. Where's Esteban Floalen? Where's he? No, I don't. You, okay, we're not doing this again. He's not making the roster, Trevor. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking. Where yeah, is oh, he? I haven't, I haven't seen him either. Apparently, he's having visa issues. What I heard. Oh, that's true. I remember that. Yeah. Um, that's that's tricky. How about stuff. Austin Wells, man? He's putting on some show. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see him. We don't have Dominguez though. I'm disappointed. In no, that, I heard the Yankees say they don't even know where he's going to play this year. Oh boy, what are we doing here? Well, uh, start him in the lowest level. That's yes, Tampa. I agree. And let him work and his way up. If, if he's if he's if he's smashing the ball in Tampa, send him to what's it now? Hudson Valley. Send him there. Yeah, you better, you better send him to Hudson Valley by the summer. <laughs> Trevor's already got his season tickets ready. He's 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 he's, he's got them all, all the tickets waiting. If Austin, if Austin Wells and Dominguez is there, I, I'm going. And when Trevor runs on the field to get the autograph, I will see you on the news that you get arrested. <laughs> I'll see. Oh, there 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 goes Trevor and on the field. So, anything else in the Yankees? No. Uh, the one thing I would say, that Joe, so on the pitching side, and we touched on this, so the starters are maybe Cole, Kluber, Talion, and most likely Montgomery. Yes, yes I think that's, I think that's that's a lock. That's me, though. Okay. The first spot, Herman or Garcia? Going at the camp, I've said Garcia, but Herman's put on a show so far in his Ooh, small sample size. I, I think it's a 50-50 tie right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got to see in the more. Bullpen, there are eight guys in the bullpen. Chapman, Britton, Green, O'Day, and Low I see Those are five locks. Like their assess is a lock, I guess, right? I guess. I guess. Unfortunately, the yep. <laughs> Um Whoever loses the 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 fifth spot is probably gonna get a bullpen, right? Yes. So that's seven. Then the eighth spot is it King? Is it Nelson? Is it Justin Wilson? Wilson, Wilson. You think he's gonna make it? I like the lefty, Wilson. But you think it's a battle for the last? Bullpen yes, spot? I do. I do. And Boone said it was. He said this were, He said last yeah. two bullpen spots are battles. Well, who's the last? Who's the other guy that's on the for grabs? Probably King. Uh. Wait a minute. Do you really see two bullpen spots up for grabs? Yes, I do. But I, I don't think the... I do not think that Johnny Luiza is a lock. Really? Yeah. I see that. See that. That's outrageous, right there. He's a lock. He should be a lock. Why? What is he showing you? He had a good season last year. He, he's in the same boat as Sesson to me. 
You think he's as bad as Sessa? I didn't say he's as bad as Sessa. He's in the same boat. You think he shouldn't be on the team? He's been hyped up to oblivion. I don't see what's I, I, I see the potential, but it's been four years now. When are we going to see him blossom? I think he had a decent season last year. Let me take a look at his stats. I'll go ahead. And I, I will. But I, I take that back. Actually, he probably is a lock because I heard Boone say that. Yeah, Joe he, takes that back. Yeah, no, because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember. Remember, Boone said that he would be in contention for some leading work. Yeah, yeah, so I probably yeah, take Joe that one runs, back. He's gonna Joe runs his big mouth, and then you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I got caught. Oh, yeah, gotta, yeah. Okay, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Ah, uh, man, they give me these school training stats. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. In yeah. twenty eighteen, so he's only been up here for three years. Right. Okay, he had a five point one one ERA, but he only pitched twenty four innings, so he did not pitch that much. He said a five five one. Yeah, How but that was good? his first year. Okay, 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 okay. His second year, 4.55, better, 31. And then last year, 3.52, so he's been improving every year. He's getting better. Still waiting for yeah. that breakout year. With, uh, but all you can ask for is a guy that's improving every year. Yes, maybe we'll get it this year then. There you go. You, you, cha- you changed my mind on Sean otherwise ago, mainly because I remembered what Boone said, but you did it. Good job. See, I think he's – I like – I think yeah. – uh, yeah, even this year, even if we say this year, right, his ERA was in the three twenties, three tens, yeah, low, th- not too know, bad. low threes. I would say that's an improvement. That's an acceptable year to me. I I I completely agree. And and, and then maybe next year it's in the high twos. You know, improving. If if Boone says he's going to be a contender for for leading's work, then you know what? Let it be. If he's fine, then good. Oh, oh Joe, I got to tell you a story. Quick story. Yeah. So I remember. When he made his debut, remember he had that like no hitter through six innings. Yes. So I I remember that day. I was it was my eighth grade graduation, and I'll never forget this. And <laughs> my dad, so I says, "Man, it's right in the middle of the Yankee game here. They can't do it in the daytime." So what I what Wait, I did so your was your dad skipped your graduation. No, that's not true. <laughs> my dad's actually not a Yankee. My dad's not a Yankee. That's Dodger fan. I know that. Yes. So what I so. What I what I had it was a little system. If the Yankees were winning, it was a thumbs up. If it was a thumbs oh, down, oh, okay. See, this is how so, devoted Trevor is to baseball. During like slash major events, he needs to be updated on the Yankee score. I I love that. See, this is how much of a fan I am. I love that. So, what did they win? They did win. They won like I think the final score was like three nothing or something. So, yeah. so there was a th- thumbs up. There was th- it was one nothing for like a long way, a long way in the game. Like, Good. Trevor's graduation, there was some thumbs up. That's a cool story. How long has that been a Dodger fan? How'd that happen? Uh, I actually, I, he tells me a story. I never remember it. <laughs> You're a great son. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He always remembers some of his stories. So. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, anything else for the Yankees? That's it, man. It's just that we're getting closer. We are. We're getting closer. I want to get the two things about the Mets. One of them is about the center field job. Because Kevin Pillar and Jonathan VR, like that's gonna be a tongue twister. They're both putting on productive springs. Now take spring training with a grain of salt, whatever you want it to be. But if there is a battle for center field between Pillar VR and Nimmo, then right now, who would you say is winning that battle? Pillar VR and Nimmo. Yeah, Pillar. Why? He had a home run yesterday. I just think that he's a better player, in, uh-huh. I think, in his career. And I think, too, I think he's had a better spring. But the question I want to know is, Joe, 
How is Jose Martinez doing? He got hurt yesterday. Yes, that's why I'm asking. He ran. Maybe he ran into the umpire. Uh, let me check for uh, you. How Lindor doing. two for three. Yes. The Mets aren't televised in the game, so we don't even know what's going on. They can't even show us. That, based on the box score, I don't know if this box score has been updated, but it looks like it's been two singles so sure. far. Are you on MLB.com? I am. Can you look up Jose Martinez and look at this picture? I'm kind of creeped out looking at it. Okay, and then let me, uh, I'll go to yesterday's game. Yeah, I'm on post the news of Jose Martinez. He's dealing with a knee injury now. He's just, he was sent, uh, for, right. sent for tests on his knee. Let's see, uh... Joe thinks this is a creepy picture, and I will determine if it is or isn't. You make a case. Right? It's a little like, eh, I don't want to look at you. The eyes are the most. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. I don't know why it's, that, I don't why it's like that, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I don't want to look at that too long. Anyway. All right, so I would give it to Nimmo because Nimmo's on-base percentage is ridiculous. And he's been basically locked in as a number one hitter. So, I've also seen Kevin Pillar be used in right field a little bit. Which me leads me to believe that he is going to be that backup utility outfielder and not a regular starter. So, to me, Pillar's already knocked off. And VR is an interesting one, because he plays center field in every infield position. So, where VR fits in here, he's going to be that utility guy that... Maybe sort of like what the Yankees did. Remember when they signed Deej LeMahieu? There was no spot for yeah, him, yeah. but he was going to find playing time. That's what I think Johnson VR is going to do. Looking at the pictures for the Mets, Yamamoto gave up no one runs, but mm -hmm. he gave up two. Yes. And Bill and Patantis, they gave up also unearned runs, so. Of course. That guy's career's been sad. I'm sorry, it's been sad. But was, uh, all the innings, all the been so far, unearned runs, guys. So far, the only guy that's been taken out has been Dom Smith. He's the only guy been taken out in the game. Okay. And I wanted to get to one more thing on the Mets, and that was Marcus Stroman. Now, on March 2nd, Marcus Stroman pitched against the, uh, the Marlins, right? Yeah. These very same Marlins in the very same ballpark in Port St. Lucie. After yes. the game, or maybe during the game, Marcus Stroman went on the record and said, my stuff is nasty, I think I'm one of the best pitchers in baseball. Oh, really? Yeah, so, red flags right there. And then, now every time Marcus Stroman pitches, I make it my life goal to make sure he 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 bombs. So yesterday I want to rip on Marcus Stroman or yesterday's performance. Three innings, three hits, two earned, a walk, and two strikeouts. So now every time Marcus Stroman pitches, I just want to be able to rip him, and I am now rooting against Marcus Stroman because I do not like him now. Joe, is this? Uh, see, to me, this is all like you know arbitrary. You know, who cares? It bothered the me. Field. That bothered BS. Me. Well, he's, yeah, of course he's he on. He's on a team with three pitchers that are better than him. Uh, and he goes up and and and, stink and and bombs a joint. He's better than uh, Syndergaard. No. Syndergaard, Carrasco, and Degrom are better than him. That's really interesting, there, Joe. So I, I, I am. You can label it. You can, you can write it down. I am a Marcus Stroman hater. So while Joe, you know, rants off about him and. It's okay, Joe. You know, you're allowed to have your right. opinion. Mm -hmm. And then when he gets when he blocks you on Twitter. He's not blocking on Twitter yet. You know what? After my previous suspension and banned on badman on Twitter, I am much more nicer. I don't tweet about politics, but co not controversial stuff, but you know. Um I'm I guess I'm much more nicer on Twitter. You know what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I no longer get into Twitter arguments, which, which I miss a lot, and what was the reason right. for my suspension. But I, I, I do miss the Twitter arguments. Do you change your, you've changed your ways, Joe? Is that yeah, what you're to I, say? I just become less argumentative on Twitter, and, and you know me. I like to come on here and argue with you. I'm argumentative. Oh, yeah, it's, Joe's a big argument. Yeah, you and, know. but Twitter didn't like that, so I can't do that there. I'll just call, I'll, any, so anytime I have to rant or argue, I'm going to call Trevor. Oh, okay, All so right. it'll be at 11 o'clock at night, and Joe will just, you know. After a bad Nets loss, I'll give just give him a call and argue. Talk okay, to a wall. you know. Yeah. Hey, that sounds good to me. <laughs> there you go. All right. We got to touch on, before we get to our featured presentation, which is the NFL offseason preview for local teams. Trevor, we got the carnival this weekend. The, like, oh, the carnival, right? This is the second biggest day of the carnival. Yeah, okay. So that's on Saturday, right? This was this last Saturday. Yes. Right. So as per usual, Sorry. I'm going to mute my mic. Take it away, Trevor. I'll be listening. So, Joe, we had a big uh, super uh, Saturday. Uh, at uh, in Dubai, big big day by the way. You know we had a lot of uh, 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 you know prep races and, and all that there, Joe. As I just get my thoughts all together. Uh, so in our first race, Joe, we had we had a, a list of races. We bought a mile and three sixteenth on the on the two, and you know the the eight was eventually a winner. Joe, this horse, you know, is you know his first start, he, he blew the field out of the water. He was taking a big step up, and you know. Grade and facing better horse, and he answered to the test. So he's two for two now as a three year old. So we'll see where he goes next. If he goes to, you know, World Cup night, maybe in an undercard race, we'll have to see where that works. So he uh, he took our first race of the day. Our second race, we had the Dubai City of Gold. This is a mile and a half on the turf, which was a group two. So we were going really, really long uh, distances here. And Walton Street was our winner in the end. He was the big favorite. You know, he has. One before here at the carnival back in January, the listed base, he was going to step up a little bit. So Walton Street did get the uh, did get the uh, the job done, as I like to say. And then we'll see where uh, we'll see where he, he goes. He had a couple of options where he could go. There's a couple of uh, races on the World Cup night where he could go. So we'll we'll have to see where uh, where he goes. But you know, mile and a half—that's a long long race, dude. So maybe next time you can run it with me. You want me to run a race? Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> Oh, God. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Oh, God. Uh, I think in the middle of the race, Joe will be gasping for air. I'll, middle of the race. The first 10 minutes, or the first 10 seconds of the race, I'll be gasping for air. Oh, God. <laughs> now, also, Trevor, it's Monday, so we have a segment. Did you, did you prepare a segment? I did prepare that to act in as I was. So awesome. Awesome. I, I was up all night, man. So. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So, what's some of the EPL games this week? Oh, hold on. I'm not done with my carnival preview. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go back on mute. Uh, yeah, Joe, we'll go back. All right, so our third race, we had a, we had a group three. So this is back on the third. We're going uh, six furlongs, and we had the canvas, the twelve, which was our winner in this race. And he he was a you know he, he, he it's a nice horse here. And now I have to say, you know this is this is not a bad horse. And well, again, we'll see what happens to him now on, on World Cup night. You know, obviously, uh, what are they going to do with him? You know, is it going to be a you know is it going to be a third sprint? Uh, they said long distance. Yeah, a long distance potentially. We're not sure. He has gone up to a mile. We'll have to see where he goes. But this is a nice one. So we'll have to see where he goes. Maybe he goes internationally, but we don't know. Our fourth race, we had another group three again. And this was a mile on the dirt. And 
Midnight Sands was a winner. And this was, was coming from America to here. And he had, uh, the horse has had a, uh, a stint in Dubai. The horse went five for six in Dubai. And, and America was not so good. And he imagined Dubai, the favorite track, and won. So obviously this horse likes this track for whatever reason. And uh, once again, same trainer, back to back, another nice horse. So but again, this horse will probably be on World Cup night again. Then we move in further. This is our fifth race. This was the uh, group one. This is our co-feature, as I like to call it. And the old boy, as we talked about, Lord Glitters, the third, second, third, fourth, third time running at the carnival. Second win was third last time. So again, you know, success at the carnival twice. Uh, looks like possibly in a race on the World Cup night, not in the World Cup because it's a uh, a turf race. But you know, we'll see how it progresses. And then we had the challenge round three. And this is the prep, the last prep for the World Cup, a big one, and. It was Salute the Soldier who won the second round, won the third round. So we will see what happens. He's probably going to World Cup. So the horse that won the second and third round is going to go into the World Cup. The horse that was second in that race, hypothetical, that was the eight. Now that horse is a, not, uh, sorry, that was the two. That wasn't a bad horse uh, either. So, you know, he might go into World Cup too. Now, a horse that won the first round, he went in the big race in Saudi Arabia. So we'll see if he is back in time for the. Our World Cup. Then our last race of the day, Joe, we had a group three back on the turf, and that was Final Song who got our win in the last race, and fitting to be the last race to watch the Final Song. Uh, that horse made sense. It was second in this kind of class last time, so I would say uh, certainly made sense, and that was that was uh, a big uh, prep day. Joe, we are back 19 days, three weeks from Saturday. Big it's the, it's the real deal. It's the real deal, man. $4 million on the line. World Cup every race we have I think eight or nine races every race goes for at least a million wow so big money on the line yeah so what, what, what now you have the segment ready yeah and, and Jordan one thing I would say yeah so far through the corner we have won without fans and there was potentially a small chance not a great chance but a small chance that we could get some limited fans on the track for World Cup now, really? as of right now it is yeah as of right now it is going to be no fans Joe just just uh just people have to beat up, but there is a small chance that we could get fans. So it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's a, it's not looking good, but there is a small chance. So cross our fingers for that. Nice. And Trevor, while you were talking, it's a good thing I was oh. muted because I got my, my pen spring stuck in the cap. So I, while you were talking, I was listening and trying to get out of the cap. I got it. Oh, so Joe was playing around a while. Yes, I, but, but I saved the day, though. I, I like to play with my pen sometimes, especially when I'm bored in class. Oh, yeah. No, I'll do, I'll do it during the show. If you ever hear a clicking, if you ever hear that's me yes. playing with the pen, I do all the time. It's, it's yeah, probably yeah. annoying, but I do it. All right. What, what, about, right, what about the EPL now? EPL, man. We have 13th and 14th. We had a big week this week uh, with games all around the, uh, the uh, universe. I'm going to go with we have a London Derby. Sunday, 1230, Arsenal and Tottenham. We are in the Emirates Stadium, so Arsenal's home, and this is a really big game. London Derby's home, but just based on our rivalry. But this is big based on what we have this year in the table because, all right, so Tottenham comes in sixth. They are just five points back from fourth, which if you're in the top four, you get a Champions League spot for next season. Ooh. So if they win there, they move within the game. And Arsenal, who is in tenth, if they would win, they would move into ninth and potentially – you know, it's a long way out, but if they have, if they have any shot of making the Champions League, they are uh, 
four games out with 11 to play. If they have, and if they want to pull off a miracle and make it, they would have to win. They have to win the, this Saturday. So, wow, that, so, that's so, my game so this is like a very, very, very important game for both teams. And it's a rivalry, so that's why it's the yeah, Yankees okay. Red Sox. Okay. So and it's, it's also, also big because yeah. because in the standing, so you know, more yes. more, more for more for Tottenham than Arsenal. Then. Right. So. so there you go. There's Trevor's segment. Anything else, Trevor? That's an extended segment this week because of the uh, scheduling. Yes, but, but still love to hear it. Always awesome stuff from Trevor. Yeah. Um, now, 40 minutes in, we will get to the featured presentation of the episode. And that is the local team's off-season preview. So in a few minutes, we'll have JJ Fight from uh, Cougar Nation join us, and he's going to talk Jets. But me and Trevor will do Giants and overall NFL. We'll probably, we're going to start the Giants. And first, let's grade these aspects from the New York Giants season last year. So, number one, coaching. The first year of the Joe Judge era. What would you give Joe Judge's coaching staff this year? B+. Plus. Okay. What about you, Joe? Uh, I would probably you? give him a B. And you know why it's not a B plus or an A? Why? Jason Garrett. I love the oh. mid-game of the year, but his lack of creativity, he couldn't get a run game going. At points of the year, it was embarrassing. Remember the, remember the stretch where they scored 10 points in three games? Oh, yes. That, yes. that was embarrassing. So, Jason Garrett, if, if I had the choice, would probably have to go, but he's not going to be gone. So, I give the Giants a, what I say, B or B minus, somewhere in that range. But I love Joe Judge and what he's done last year. So, I'll, yeah, I'll give him a B, B minus. All right. What about the quarterback, Trevor? Ooh, this is where we get some controversial stuff in. We'll get into the argument later. Go. We'll argue about that in a few you, minutes. You go, first, you go first. You go first. You go first. You want me to go first? I would give Daniel Jones a C. Hmm. And that that's well, low I, from me as a, as a Jones defender. I give him a C minus. Okay, why? I I just think uh, it was not impressive to me last year. I think uh, a lot of head puzzling. You know, he did not scramble when he was supposed to. He was a lot hurt. of head-scratching decisions. He was hurt a lot, too. He was hurt. Well, then don't play him then. You know? I, hey, remember that? Remember we, we argued about this, that, that he shouldn't have played in that game? Yeah, that he did. That's why, the coach, that's why the coaching was only a B+. <laughs> that had well, that was the something. one problem I had with Joe Judge, was that he played Daniel Jones and he was hurt. He probably cost himself a playoff spot because of it. Yeah, and I and I think the other thing Joe, Joe is doing, too, I did not see any improvement from last year. No, I didn't. The year before. Did you see aggression, year. though, or was it like... I think I mostly saw the same. I, I would say which it was not, the same, yeah. Which is not good either. No. This so, is. I, would I'm you telling, agree this is the make or break year for Daniel Jones? I thought last year was the make or break. I, whole, I, I, no, I was hoping th- third that year. was. Third year's make or break I'm hoping year. that was. But this year, Joe, I, 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 for me, who doesn't like Daniel Jones, he's really got to go. This is the year. I agree. If he plays like this this year, with hopefully more weapons, we'll get into that in a second, what he needs, then he's got to be gone. But no, you can't have another year of average C minus Daniel Jones. Can't happen. All right, okay. grade the defense. Defense a B minus. Okay. What about you? I would give him a B plus. There were a lot of guys that broke out on, on, on the defense last year, and it's not even young guys. Logan Ryan was a great safety. James Bradbury, a great free agent signing by Gettleman. Kyle Frackle, the linebacker, was great last year. Still need more out of the out of the secondary with with Julian Love. We didn't see Xavier McKinney that much, but hopefully more next year. So I would give him a B plus on the borderline of B plus and A minus. Big things to come from defense next year, though. 
I think a B minus because besides when the Dallas game and when they played other good teams when they were close, they could not get a big stop. Well, you know, you yeah, this this is bringing back like vibes for like November in the semifinal, right? Where you remember you yeah. would go on these rants about how they they couldn't beat a good team. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Joe, you know, besides the, you know, I guess Dallas and Seattle game, those are the only two exceptions. Yeah. But besides that, there, Joe, I and mean, Dallas was not a good team. But, they, Seattle, but, they but, the, but the defense played good down the stretch. Oh, yeah, that's why I gave it B minus. Okay. I'm just talking about in late game situations. I don't know if you agree, but in late game situations, they did not make a big play. And you know what the worst game of the year was? That game against Baltimore. Where they, couldn't, they couldn't stop Lamar. Oh, my God, they couldn't no, stop And Joe, I told, you, I told you a couple days before I thought it was going to be a route. Yeah. Baltimore was going to be yes. a month pretty good. And that was the game they, they, they needed, and they couldn't get it. Yeah. Right. So that's our grading of the, of the coaching staff and whatnot. Now we're going to get to the Giants' offseason needs. So what we're essentially going to do is rank them. I have three and a half. I'll get to that half later. How many do you have? I kind of have, you know, three, four. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that three or four range. So we'll start at number one. My number one, what the Giants need this offseason, is a legitimate number one target and a big wide receiver. And this is Daniel Jones' problem. That he's had no receivers to work with, and you saw it the other day when they cut Golden Tate how terrible he was. I know it was like for a cap casualty, but he's still terrible. And Darius Slayton, the Giants tried to make a number one receiver, it didn't work out. He's number two, maybe three at best. So the Giants need a number one receiver. Uh, Allen Robinson would be a great fit. Maybe the draft if they if they can't fork over the money to Robinson, maybe they go Curtis Samuel or or even Will Fuller, but that would need to happen with the draft. And the Giants definitely 100% need a receiver to make Jones better. And without it, I don't see how Jones gets any better. Joe, number one receiver. I agree with you. They need a draft, trade, this, that. Devontae Smith could be the guy. It could be. He could be. Or Jalen Waddle could be the guy. Mm-hmm. Or Jamar Chase could be the guy. So there's options out there. There's options out there. There's an Sorry, can I ask you a question now? Yeah, well, hold on. I'm going to say one more yeah. thing. And, you know, it's all your fault, Joe. You and your meaningless wins cost us draft position. Oh, uh, meaningless wins. They were... Trevor, up until 10 o'clock on the last day of the season, the Giants were in a playoff spot. I understand. But, Joe, let me ask you a question. Don't you look at it now. No, Was I, I don't agree to... with that. I know what you're saying. No. I don't know. I thought it was better for the team that they did not win the division. No, you were rooting against your t- your favorite team to lose football games. It's terrible. Because we need it. We need that draft pick, man. No, they got a good the draft pick's fine. You can get a receiver at 11. Tra- well, how about this? Trade up if you want a receiver. All right. That's going to cost you something. Okay. okay. Well, they got a, These draft picks, they, they draft don't always turn out great. So You can't fork over yeah. like, a, like a second or third round pick to move up three spots. Okay. So, so, Joe, that's an argument for a different day. Yes. Yeah. We have we have a nice long draft preview show coming out towards the, in the at the end of April, so that's our number yes. one thing. Number two for me would be an edge rusher, and this is an easy, easy, easy fix if they either resign or tag Lynn Williams, which me and Trevor are both calling for. We have for weeks now, and they have to find a way to get a long term deal done with Leonard Williams because the second franchise tag, as you well know, is way too cap consuming. So if they can somehow get a deal going with Leonard Williams and he remains in Giant Blue, I'd one hundred percent be on board with bring him back. I'm gonna disagree with that. I'm gonna go offensive line at two. Okay. 
I just think that the offensive line was not that good last year, and run blocking was certainly not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, pass protecting, they were just okay to just below average. Joe, I really think they need an uh, offensive lineman. I don't know what you think, but I do think the offensive line does need a uh, uh, retooling a little bit. I have the offensive line down at four, and a couple things on that. Number one, they didn't have a true center last year. They had a guard turn center with Nick Gates. I think yeah. we all expected way more out of Leonard Williams. Will Hernandez regressed to a, a point where he wasn't even starting games last year. But in in, in the bright and the dark was Shane Lemieux coming off the bench and playing good down the stretch. So mm-hmm. the line regressed from pieces we thought would be good. So maybe a real tool in the offensive line is is what they need. Trent Williams out in the market if you want a big offensive tackle. He's out there. Yeah. I would just say the one thing, Joe, that was just really bad was the run, the run blocking was just awful. Well, they also didn't have their number one running back. I Wayne Gallman was great, but he's not as electrifying oh, as but, as Saquon Barkley. But Joe, but Joe, you know, even though you don't have your money back, it's still no excuse at the block. That's fine, but they weren't getting big runs from Wayne Gallman like like they would have with Saquon oh, Barkley. I understand that, Joe. But I'm just saying too, if the line blocked, they would have had more holes for him to run. Sure, sure. So my thing is, is that just because Barkley said there's no, that's not an excuse that why I say oh, there's no holes. Yes, he can still block for somebody. So I just think that the run blocking I thought was not that good. I don't know what you think. Sure. I- I'll agree with you because if Saquon Barkley was there, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. And and I think also there there wouldn't would be need for run blocking because Saquon Barkley doesn't need run blocking. He can do it himself. Yeah. And I, lo- I would also think the pass protection was, I would say, at least questionable at times. It was. They definitely need an upgrade there. I just don't think yeah. this is a higher priority as getting Leonard Williams back. And by the way, I wasn't a fan of the trade. I don't think you were a fan of the trade back when it happened. This Leonard Williams no. trade has actually turned out to be a pretty good thing. Yeah. And, Joe, I think they should not take a lineman if they have those three receivers for at number one because you've wasted so many picks yes. on offensive mm-hmm. linemen and edge rushers. There's no need exactly. to waste another pick on them. It, it, you know, you're wasting a pick, and there's no time to develop another offensive lineman. If you want an offensive lineman, go out and sign one. There's no time to develop your own offensive lineman at this point. You agree? I agree. Okay. So, well, you want me to lead off with number three? Yeah, go for go for number three. I, I'm gonna go with edge rush with you in number three. Okay. Uh, I just think they didn't. I don't think they should get if the, if the receivers here. They should get an edge rusher in the second or third round. Mm-hmm. Should not be in the first round. But I do think they need a little bit of upgrade on an edge rusher. I think they do need a new body in there. So that's why I think edge rusher at three. I do think Joe is right that edge rusher does need to be on the list somewhere. Right. And let me ask you a question. What did you have at four? Because I have linebacker at three. What was your four? Uh, for me, I have linebacker slash secondary. Okay, so you have, you just have a utility defenseman. Yes. All right. So a, I think they do need an upgrade in that a little bit. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I do they think do. They use, the secondary needs upgrade. They, yeah, I would say linebacker slash secondary. If you want, I would say linebacker pieces. over secondary because I think the secondary can get by with Peppers and Logan Thomas and Bradbury. They need another corner. I'll agree with you on that, but. They could use another run blocker on uh, on the defensive side, and one Joe, guy I that think, yeah. But Joe, I do think in the draft in the later rounds they should draft at least one linebacker, yes. or one second. I agree. Person. I completely agree with you. But would you agree that one, well, one linebacker I've identified, maybe I don't know if you like him or not, was Jayon Brown from Baltimore? I think it'd be a great fit. I I would say hey, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. really, really anything for this giant team I would take. Me too, and I I just think you know. I don't think it's a big priority. You know, obviously not more one, but I do think they do need some, you know, like retooling in that area. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. All right. And anything else on the Giants? No. 
Like I said, we'll get to the chance in a few minutes with JJ. Let's get to we'll also do NFL stuff. Just a couple of free agents that we have identified separately. We didn't do this together, and where we think we were gonna go. So Trevor, I'm gonna or, or trade targets. Yes, or yes, we'll get to we want to do Watson too, right? Yeah, I think also the other one we have is you know, uh, well we should we well with with JJ later we'll touch on you know. Uh, another oh, topic. Yeah. But yeah, yes, we'll touch on, yes. touch on and Watson will get to too. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. I think I think Joe, how about we save Watson and Donald for JJ? Okay. That works. That, yeah, it's fine. So. All right. So do you want to you you can start with one of your free agents or t- or trade things you want to start with? Uh, Joe, so so the one thing uh, I I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Jimmy Guapola. Jimmy Guapola. Okay. I think right now, Joe, and I know I'm gonna sound boring when I say this. I think he stays at a 49er right now. Okay. I don't I don't think he moves. I think he stays. But I do think, Joe, if he does get moved, I do think the Patriots do have a legit shot of getting him. The Pats, the Pats have been rooting for him for a while because they also had him. So, yeah, it, 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 that's not bad. Would you agree that the Niners are not winning a Super Bowl with with um, Jimmy Garoppolo? Unless they have a tremendous uh, uh, core around him, then they won't. Okay. And Trevor, Eloy Jimenez just collided with Luis Robert in the outfield. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's not good. Uh, it looks like he's getting up, though. That was a tough collision, though. Okay, so I, I wasn't uh, watching. I was just um, I was just. Yeah, I, 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 was just I, I have it on TV in the back. I was going to the free agent names. Yeah. That's it, looks like he, it looks like he's good, though. He's back up. All right. I'll go one now. And we mentioned before Allen Robinson. And I'm not going to be boring. I just say Giants, but I, I would love to say Giants. I'll give you a guy. I'll give you a team. Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins have the cap to make some big moves this offseason. And... Their offense, aside from Tua, who I think is still oozable potential, is 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 lackluster to say the least. So Allen Robinson could be the number one receiver they need behind Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant. So Allen Robinson to the Dolphins makes sense. And they could use another big offensive weapon besides him, which I'll get into later. All right, Joe. Joe, uh, I believe Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Yes, too. he I is. To... I was um, going to put him on, but I, 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 I'll tell you why in a second. I'll give you a team that has a lot of cost space that could sign him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Tre- 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 Trevor Lawrence, most likely coming in uh, as their quarterback. They need a receiver. I think they're going to get that. They need weapons around them. I- I'm telling you, Joe, I think uh, definitely you could see the Jaguars, I think, going to go after Galladay. Only problem with Galladay is he's always hurt. Always hurt. That's, that's right. He played like two right games right. last year. So if I'm not locking myself into a long-term deal with him. If I can get him on a one- or two-year deal, see what he's got. And he can be a big help to Lawrence if he's healthy. But I stayed yeah. away from him with the Giants because I don't want to take that risk with an injury-prone receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So also, yeah. in this Giant game, in the Dodger game, so the Patriots took a comeback. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. This is terrible. <laughs> What's going on here? Anyway, so, yeah, th- that's why I would. That's why I kicked Galladay off my Giants list. All right, I'll go now. I got Shaq Barrett. And in the end, like I'm, I'm going to be boring. I think he does return to Tampa. He is way too important to them. I think he wants to win another ring with Brady. They're going to try next year, and it would be a terrible, terrible look for for the Bucks not to bring him back. So I, I I have Shaq Barrett going back to Tampa Bay. Hi Joe, it's okay for you to be boring. That's what you are sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to you, Joe, but that's what, all good. Uh, all good. Uh, you are sometimes, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with this one here, Chris Godwin. Okay, he's an interesting one to mm-hmm. me. Right. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna stay? Because I know Tampa with their cap room. I heard they uh, wanted to tag him. I don't want to tag him, but Joe, if he doesn't return, which I think he will return, 
I, I'm going to say maybe the Jets have been good to look after. The Jets are a good team, yeah. They, they need a receiver, yep. And they have the second so most I, cap room. You've identified the, the, the Jaguars and the Jets, two, mo- uh, t- two teams at most cap room to make, make big free agent signings. Yeah, so I'm telling you right there, I think the Jets definitely with the room, and maybe Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. potentially maybe. Mm-hmm. When we're floating around, I'm telling you, Joe, maybe maybe, maybe uh, wouldn't be a bad idea. He has a good one. And I, I have one more. It's Aaron Jones, and again, I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins because the running back core with the Dolphins last year was terrible with Matt Breida and Miles Gaskin, Gaskin Selvin Ahmad, and and uh, what's the, oh crap? I forget his name. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the other one. He was the 49er, but um, yeah, it was it was bad last year. And the Dolphins seem like a kind of team that would go out and spend big money on a running back. Although I wouldn't, maybe they will. So in the end, I can see Aaron Jones either getting tagged by the by the Packers or going down to the South Side of Florida to play for the Dolphins. All right, Joe. Uh, Do you have any more? I'll give you another. I I I have uh, actually I have two more. If that's okay. okay. All right. All good. One's a trade target. Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, as a long shot, just in case if something ever happened with Seattle, I mm-hmm. think he would stay. But I do think uh, if he does get traded, it would be with the Seahawks. And the other one, Joe, is what about Juju Smith-Schuster? What happens with him? I could see him going to the Jets. Maybe, maybe. Uh, the other team I could see is how about the Ravens? Maybe they need that. That would be a good fit there. With Lamar, and he's still in the division, too. That would be cool. I have so, one more. I, I lied. I have one more. Okay. Brandon Sheriff, the guard from, from Washington. I could see the Giants making a run for him. I could see them franchise tagging him. Or how about the the, the Minnesota Vikings? They're heavily involved in him. All right. So there you go. Not That's our too. our Giants and NFL preview portion. Me and Trevor are going to take a quick break. Right after the break, JJ Fight from Cougar Nation will join us. He'll talk Jets and, and all football. So for now... Me and Trevor will be back on Thursday, famous March 11th show. That'll be great. I don't know if we do a closing with JJ. But if we don't, me and Trevor will be back Thursday. So until then, enjoy this. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski. All right, we're back from break. Me and Trevor are now joined by JJ. He does broadcasting for the Cougar Cougar Sports Nation, right? Is it Cougar Nation Sports? Which one is it, JJ? Just, just Cougar Nation Network. Cougar Nation Network. There you go. It's a, it's a high school uh, broadcasting service that, that he does. So he's also a big Jet fan, so we are very happy to be joined by him now. And JJ, thanks for coming on, man. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, just had lunch like an hour <laughs> ago and uh, finished up uh, looking at some random Jet stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fun. Well, you, you have a big offseason with the Jets, and we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get right through that now. And so what we're going to do is we, me and Trevor already covered the Giants aspect of this just a few minutes ago, so – we we want to bring in the the jet point of view, which is JJ. So JJ, we'll start it off early, and that was that Rob Salas signed with the team back in January. So right off the bat, I wanted to get your thoughts on the new coaching staff and and what you think Rob Salas can bring to the team. Uh, well, to be honest, this was the first time where uh when a coach was hired, his former players would go out into the media and were like hey, we're really sad that we're going to be missing this guy. And when Gase left uh, Miami, like, uh, the players were like, uh, he was a fine coach, right? Like, no one went out there and was like, oh, we're really going to miss him. And so the fact that uh, 49ers players went out and were like, yeah, we're going to miss this guy. Like, he's a huge point to, like, where we are, where we are, and how we made the Super Bowl. Uh, well, now it's two years ago. But they were saying, it like, as, like, because uh, it was before the Super Bowl uh, this year. Uh they were saying, like, oh, he was really one of the big reasons why he made the Super Bowl last year. So that feels good as a Jets fan to have that from, like, the players. Um, 
and he he brought over a lot of that San Francisco coaching staff. So hopefully they've been there. They've been to the playoffs. Uh, they they did that a lot out there. So uh, hopefully that will help bring uh, the Jets to the playoffs a little bit. Good job. That's a it's a JJ. Great to have you on. Uh, my my question would be to you at first is, what kind of chance do you get the Jets of landing Deshaun Watson in a trade? We'll go right into it. There we go. Oh, okay, okay. We're already right into this. So <laughs> first things first. Um, Jets are the only team to have the draft capital to make the trade. Saying yeah, that right Dolphins, now. Dolphins, Jaguars. Okay, fine. Jaguars are going to trade the first overall pick. Like, yeah, yeah that's what happened. Jaguars. The, ja- the Jaguars seem to be going all in on the drafting. Like, we want to draft everyone. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think that's what the Jets are trying to do. Also, they just don't want to say it yet. Um, the way Joe Douglas. Uh, has been saying, has been talking to the media, his quotes that he's been giving, where he's like, we want to see every single angle. We want to be, we want to be talking with Sam Darnold. They still don't know if they want to keep Sam Darnold. Like, it's all this type of stuff. Uh, but I, I would rate the Jets pretty highly as to getting uh, Deshaun Watson, especially because he has made multiple attempts to kind of like do the hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink type of thing mm-hmm. for the Jets. Now, JJ, would you say for the Jets, it's, JJ, oh, not JJ. It's it's Deshaun Watson or bust. No, uh, there are two great stars. Uh, there are two great quarterbacks to lead off this draft. Uh, Zach, uh, of course, we all know Trevor Lawrence, and then Zach Wilson also looking like he's he's also going to be a great quarterback. And we can't forget Justin Fields either. Uh, either three of those guys could turn into great starting quarterbacks. Uh, JJ, my question would be to you is, since we're containing this quarterback situation, would you support Sam Darnold uh, as the quarterback or still being the quarterback in the years ahead? See, my problem is is that I love Darnold. I think he's a great guy. I think he's been screwed over. He's been dealt like the worst hand you could possibly get, mm-hmm. getting uh, – getting Adam Gase as your coach when you're in your like major developing years. He's not frankly worth the money after next year. It would be better for the Jets cap wise to draft a new quarterback or to trade for Deshaun Watson who's already like been there, done that. Like, he's a good quarterback. He's set up in the league. Um so I almost like like we like we have a new coach. We have a basically a new GM in Joe Douglas. Like it's his first full year. This will be his first full season. He's doing the drafting this year. He's signing all the free agents. He's chosen the coach. You almost like want to start from scratch, almost a little bit. Right, but on uh, uh, Shay, Shay, you you said it correctly that Darnold has not been dealt the greatest hand. He's had Adam Gase, who is arguably the worst head coach that the franchise has seen, arguably with rich coat tight. That's up for debate. And the year before that, he also had Todd Bowles, who is not much better. And he's also not been dealt a good uh, good set of hands with uh, receivers he's been working with, with the running backs. He was supposed to have Le'Veon Bell, but we all know how that panned out. So with that being said, and you, you admit it, you said that he has not been dealt a good set of hands with the, or a good set of cards with, with his coaches. Would you let Darnold try and do it with a new head coach that everyone looks up to and use the, the massive amount of draft capital that you have to build around him? Or would you, or you, or you going right to a new quarterback with the second pick? So that, that's, that's of course going to be like the, the biggest question. But my problem is though, is that even towards the last couple of games of the season, like when Gay switched up the offense or he claimed he switched up the offense, <laughs> right? Like, and, and we had 
we weren't even using uh, Frank Gore as our running back. We had Ty Johnson, who it should be our starter next year. It should not be Frank Gore. Uh, that's a whole separate issue. Um, and our, we had our our O line was finally healthy. There was literally no pressure on him. He looked like he just needed a change of pace. Like he did not look comfortable in a Jets uniform. Like I I don't I I I wish him success. But it's not going to come from the Jets. Yeah, sure, sure, sorry. One more thing. So, JJ, just to be clear, you would say right now that Sam Donald's career as a Jet is is is, is basically over. Basically, okay. Especially, yes, it, it's it's almost like it's going to be it's it's over. He's either going to get traded, or if they keep him this year, he's going to end up being a backup okay. to to whoever. Or what they could also do is in um preseason like draft a quarterback either justin fields or zach wilson um and then have like a preseason like a kind of like a competition you you would most likely trade darnold either way Mm -hmm. you don't really want to trade your like why would you draft him at number two then Mm -hmm. to keep sam darnold but just like have that kind of like okay each of you guys have a chance let's go let's see what you guys can do then continue uh, with the second pick debate uh, what about the Jets took Demonte Smith at number two? I mean, would you, would you support that uh, as a number two pick, or would you not? Would you be against that? No, because I, to be honest, in my head, I don't see Donald being the quarterback. So you have to pick a quarterback at number two. Which quarterback do you like better? Do you like Fields or Wilson better? Um, I don't have an eye. I don't. Watch right, I, 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 I agree. I, I'll, I'll make it clear too. I'm Trevor's really big into college football. I, I, I'll watch the big games. I, but to me, I, I'll just give you mine. I, I probably like Wilson over Fields, but that's just me watching a handful of games, not really watching their entire college careers. To, to be honest with you, from what I've heard, Zach Wilson is a little bit more of like, um, from like how he, he, he was at BYU. He wasn't originally given the captaincy. He like earned it from his teammates. His mm-hmm. teammates literally went to the coach and was like, give him the C, like give him the, the patch so he's on the field, he's wearing the captain. I, I would almost prefer him in that situation. Like it's shown that he has grown and that he's a leader. Because um, a lot of times, a lot of these schools will just be like, oh, he's the quarterback. He's going to get the, the captain's patch, whatever. Um, but he had to earn it, which I think is huge for for a future draftee. He's also he he has the ability to become like a he's the same he's maybe an inch taller and a couple pounds heavier uh, than Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So and and people were saying, oh Zach Wilson, he's too big, like he's not going to be able to become a quarterback. But that wasn't a problem for Joe Burrow. So why should it be a problem for Zach Wilson? Trevor, I lost track. Is it my turn or your turn? Uh, <laughs> Do you want to go? Or you want me to go? I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. We talked all about this offense, uh, but JJ, how would you rate the Jets' defense as of right now? In, in right now, March. The Jets' defense is um, both really good in some places and really horrible in others. Um, so I, I know, like, uh, you have Quinn Williams. First of all, great. He he got snubbed from the All Star game. That's a separate issue. Mm, I agree. Um. He had a great season this year, um, but we have CJ Mosley coming back. Like, yes, he hasn't played in a game of football in, in close to two years, but he was really good in that two quarters of football. I watched him live before he, uh, I think it was something with his knee or something like that, right. ACL. Uh, I watched him against Buffalo in that heartbreaking loss that really sent the downturn for two seasons of Jets football. But uh, that first, that uh, that first 
two two quarters of football that I watched CJ Mosley had a pick six and like two sacks. Mm-hmm. So if he can come back healthy and just playing good football, I think the Jets defense is going to be good. Also, if they could bring back Marcus May uh, as a safety. Now, he had a very, go very good season last year. Um, and his, his agent, of course, is on Twitter trying to make all the noise that, oh, the Jets don't appreciate him. Mm-hmm. No, he, the Jets appreciate him. They just don't think he's worth, like, top, top <laughs> of the NFL safety numbers. Yeah. Because he's, he's not the best safety in the NFL. So they're going to franchise tag him, most likely. He's the only player the Jets, like, really hate. It's worth it to franchise tag. Right. And, and JJ, this kind of ties in with the defense, but also the draft. I know you say you're not that big that big into college football, but the Jets also have the 23rd pick. So could you give me a position that you're you're targeting down at 23, either it's either a running back on the offensive side or, or another piece on defense? Is there any position in specific you're targeting? Maybe move down or move up. Is there anything in, in particular you're looking at? So two things. One, it still matters are they going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm, that's true. Because if so, then that pick is I'm assuming they don't trade for Watson. Okay, assuming they don't trade for Watson, but they draft they draft the quarterback in that second. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you what want. That's, yeah, you want a quarterback first, so yes. I'm assuming in that situation, it also matters a little bit on how their free agency looks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Richard Sherman has liked tweets on uh, on uh, Twitter on um, Twitter mm-hmm. uh, about coming to New York, and he likes Salah uh, too, and he he loves him mm-hmm. so. That if you could try to go out and get him, but like I, he's older, he's not he's not really a number one cornerback anymore. The number one position I want to see another like Darrell Revis as cornerback here here okay. in New York. I would wish for that. I would love for that. Or take another O lineman. We got Mackay Beckton last year. Our left side of our O line like was insane last year. They barely lost yards on runs if they ran behind them. They were really good. So maybe like a right side O lineman. There's so many positions the Jets need to fill in this draft. It's it's like you you can't really like tell unless like you're there on draft. You have to see who's available. Or like a wide receiver could drop to 23, mm-hmm. and then you can have a top line wide receiver next to Denzel Mims, who was projected to go in the first round last year, but dropped because he had an injury. Mm-hmm. Like this Jets team has a lot of has a lot of like question marks, but. If the question marks turn to exclamation points, they could be a very good team. I, 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 to me, there's two running backs that come to mind. Travis Etienne, the guy from Clemson, and Najee Harris, the guy from Alabama, would be the two guys. That I don't know if you know him, Joe, but that would yes. be the uh, that would be the two guys that would come. But the the question, next question I have for JJ is: How did the Mets, or the Jets, how did the Jets <laughs> get themselves to where the Bills are at? Like, what is the you know, a few things they have to do to get to where the Bills are at by winning the division. So, a couple of things. One, I think the Jets' defense is going to be fine the next two to three years. I, I'm just going on a limb and saying it will be fine. It won't be top five in the league. It won't be that good. I feel like it will be maybe top 15 in the league. Um, so, maybe adding, like, one or two more pieces to the defense. That's really it. They have to figure out the offense. The mm-hmm. offense has been uh, a poop show. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> okay, but a poop show. I'm in my house. I don't want to curse. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been a poop show, basically. Uh, from Darnold not really showing up when even having his all of his wide receivers healthy to uh, Joe Flacco's 
from Flacco, someone looking like a good quarterback, to Frank Gore taking the majority of um, running back snaps last year. Like, there are just so many question marks that we have to see from this Jets offense. Um, I would like to see a big-name wide receiver, which I doubt would ever happen. Like, the, the Bills went on and got Stephon Diggs for, for very little. Well, I, I've heard the Jets were interested in Curtis Samuel from Carolina. They've been linked to him. That would be yes. terrible. It wouldn't be terrible. Not big name though. Like, he's he's a good number two. It's not big two. name. Yeah. It's not like Stephon Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. Like when right. the when the Buffalo treated for Stephon Diggs, I was like, how did they get him for that? Like, right. I want to see the Jets. I wish I could see the Jets make a trade like that. And JJ, I have I have two more questions, and one of them is I wanted to get your thoughts on how Mackay Becton and Denzel Mims both played this year in their in their rookie years. Um. Okay. This is this is something I prepared for. Mackay <laughs> Becton. <laughs> The Kai Becton was the highest voted um, offensive lineman mm-hmm. in the All Star game and didn't make it. Really? The fact that he was highest voted and didn't make it is insane. So the first thing is he was snubbed from the All Star game. Second thing is he's he's the Jets' new Nick Mingold. He'll mm-hmm. be here for twenty years and he'll be good for twenty years, um, or however long Nick Mingold was. Right. I just growing up, I always remember hearing his name. Right. McMingled, McMingled. So, Mikai Becton is going to be here for a long time. He has the speed. He has the ability to be here for a long time. And he's still growing. He, uh, Denzel Mims uh, was decent. He was not great. He did not put up for number one wide receiver numbers, but he was injured most of the year. Um, and not only that, he also played through an injury a little bit um, because the Jets rushed him back. That was also another thing the Jets did last year uh, where they – Put Darnold. I, this is where I'm also saying Darnold got dealt a bad hand. Uh, they forced him to play through injury at the beginning of the year. He did something to his shoulder. They forced him to play through it. Um, uh, also, Mackay Becton ended up playing through injury a lot last year. Denzel Mims also. All three of those guys played through injury. But Denzel Mims has the chance to be a number one wide receiver. He can do. It. He was supposed. He was. That's what he was going to go in the first round of the draft. He was one of the top three wide receivers. He fell to the second round. Right? Where, where Jerry Judy was supposed to go top 10, didn't he go like number 12? Mm-hmm. Right? He went to Dallas. Like He wasn't expected to fall. Most like, uh, almost all the wide receivers mm-hmm. fell. So I, I can see Denzel Mims turning into a very good wide receiver. Uh, just wish he didn't wasn't injured last year. And Mackay Becton is going to be good. Like, there's nothing else I can say about that. Trevor, do you have any more questions? I, I do have one more question. And my question would be is, is that, I know, Joe, you, you've said a lot about this guy wanting to go to the Giants, but, you know, what do you think about if Julio Jones came to mm. the Jets in a trade? Julio Jones in a trade. How, first of all, how old is he? I don't know. He's, he's a 33 or th- somewhere anywhere from 33 to 35. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay, but I know the last, like, three seasons, he's had, like, the best three seasons of his career 32. in a row. He's 32. Right? The last, like, three to four seasons, mm-hmm. he's had, like, the best career years. Right. My problem is, is that in football, when you, they have, like, three to four best years in a row, they drop off. Right. I would like to see a trade, but not too much. Like, you can't, like, that That would almost feel like, that would have to be, like, the, if the you were trading from, like, right now, it would probably be, like, the 23rd overall pick, and then... Like a, a second round this year and a second round mm-hmm. next year. I doubt even a first round next year. Okay, and um, we we haven't touched on the off season yet. We did we did a lot of draft today, but for the for the off season, not players. You can give me players in each position if you want. 
what are the three or four or two, however many you have, the priorities and positions? Like what, like I was saying, quarterback, running back. Like which positions are you eyeing in free agency? And if you have any players at the top of your head, which ones are you looking at? Uh, first of all, quarterback. I mentioned that earlier. Yes. I want to. I want a quarterback. A corner, corner, a quarterback, yes. cornerback. Uh, wide receiver. Because there, there are a lot of good wide receivers. The problem is, I don't want a Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. A guy who, who could put up first, like wide receiver number one numbers, but also might not. We or before like, you came on, me and Trevor were talking about him because we did our we we talked about him too. I I said he might go to the Jets, and he said Ravens. I thought he'd be good for the Jets, and he said Ravens. The thing is, though, he was originally like, "Oh, the Jets are going to get him." But to be honest, I don't see why the Jets would want him. Like, yes, his rookie year, he was great. Mm-hmm. After that, he wasn't really that good. He was much better when he had Antonio Brown in front of him. Right. Uh, when he like was not up against the top cornerback on the other team. Mm-hmm. That's when he was best, and he would be going up against the best cornerbacks of the other other team when he's uh, on the Jets. So I don't really want him. Uh, I don't have a specific name. Uh, I'm looking through uh, one of the Jets blog posts, like a blog uh, pages mm-hmm. on Twitter. They have uh, Allen Robinson from the Bears. Yeah. No? That's one guy That's one guy you look at? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's not me. It's uh, this uh, uh, Harrison Glazer okay. wrote the article. Uh, so it would be cornerbacks. Uh, a wide receiver. I I guess Allen Robinson would be the specific one. Yes. Uh, that's the guy. That's a uh, Harrison it. Glazer. Uh, points out, and then tight end. Tight end. Uh, we okay. Didn't really ha- we didn't really have a tight end last year. That's true. Well, also, your coach didn't really utilize him. He wasn't terrible. He just didn't use him a lot. True. That is very true. Yeah. All right. Um, sure. We got anything else? No, that, that's it. JJ did a, did a great job. Absolutely, really yeah. Appreciate coming on. We, we really appreciate having on. Definitely want to have you back one day, whether it's uh, Jets, Yankees, or Devils. I know you want you have a lot of things to say about your Devils. How about that in the last couple of games? I think they won yesterday, but a little bit of struggles the past couple of weeks, right? Yeah, uh, so the Devils uh, lost 8 of 9, so mm. now it's uh, 8 of 10. Yeah. They've lost. Uh, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Devils, uh, basically, they were one of the hottest teams to start off the year. To yes, be they were. And then the, the, with the COVID wanted... stuff, that was a fall. So that's the thing. They they got the they got they all got COVID. Basically, almost every single player said that they got COVID. And COVID takes a long time to recalibrate yes. from. It, you're always you're still out of breath months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you'll still find you like need that like you're like that one breath short. Uh, so that 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 could be the reason that they're playing so slow. It still looks like some guys like they just aren't back hundred percent. We get back Nico Heischer from his leg injury that he got in the off season. Gets COVID, comes back, gets the captaincy, which was awesome to mm-hmm. see as a fan. Uh, and then takes a puck to the face yeah. and breaks his nose, and that he'll be out five to six weeks. So we, the Devils went from being like one of the luckiest teams to being one one of the unluckiest teams. We were in the last three weeks since we started this like horrible stretch. We've been getting we're still top fifteen in the league and getting uh, high scoring chances. We just haven't been finishing them. Right. And so when that happens, you don't win games anymore. Right. Well, uh, it's it's been a roller coaster year for them to say the least. Yeah, but it's a young team. It's a streaky team, right? I think like part of the reason like that they did so well in the beginning is like 
they caught they caught a good streak, right? Mm-hmm. Like they got very lucky in the teams which they faced and when they faced them. Right. And uh, now they're getting a little bit of unluckiness. Let's see them fight through. Like last night, they played gritty with the Bruins, and the Bruins are a very gritty team, and yes. they went grit for grit. And it was an excellent game to watch. Scott Wedgwood, his fourth career, I'm pretty sure. I want to make sure I'm not saying this wrong. He's one of five uh, goalies, I saw the stat yesterday, to record four shutouts in uh, under 50 games played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crazy. And I've never heard of the other four either. Yeah. But, like, it's clearly, like, it's not, like, flukes. Like, he faced 40 shots last night, Scott mm-hmm. Wedgwood. Right. Um, like, but he's also not, not the greatest. Uh I do love him though. He he came up with the Devils. The Devils actually drafted him a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. then traded him. He went on like this hot streak. They traded him, got a couple of picks uh, from Arizona actually. Um, funny because then they traded Hall there. Yes, two years yes, later. Yes, they did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, JJ, thanks for coming on, man. We'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, thank you. Um, and and yeah, me and Trevor will be back Thursday. For now, this has been the MDM podcast.